It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time, that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and 3 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, July the 22nd, and we are finally back after a little hiatus. Um, we are back in beautiful, hot, Austin, Texas, and it's been a busy month. I was out in Pasadena for a meeting with my publisher and my writing coach at the end of June, and then I was in New York for a couple of weeks. And so now I'm back, and we have several live shows in store for you in the next few weeks, and starting with this tonight. And um, I have news that I'll share on this program in just a few minutes. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this show, is here with us to make the program run. And we have a great program in store for you this evening. In a little while, after the break, we'll be joined from California by Kathy Burns, organizing and image expert and owner of Organized and Energized. And Kathy will be talking about guiding busy women to achieve more peace and fulfillment so they can have the life of their dream and enjoy more free time for personal endeavors and create a work-life balance by clearing, clearing space. So we're going to talk about that. I'm very interested in that because I think I'm a little bit of a hoarder. So this will be really helpful for me and for many of you out there. I'm sure. And the big news is that my book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is finally available on Kindle as of yesterday. Yay! And it's on sale to 99 cents before it comes out in paperback in September. And I will be talking about this later in the program and giving another little sneak peek like I've done before, into uh, parts of the book. I'm going to read a little bit from one of the chapters and give you an overview of the book. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855 345-4720, that's 855-345-4720, or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. Be sure to call or email while the guest is still on the line so she can answer. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L. And you can hear this evening's program again after the program by going to, going to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links given here on the program during my discussions 
with my guest and um, telling you about the book. You can find all of that later this evening on my website. But you can hear the program uh, podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information from this program and to listen to previous shows, find out about future shows, read my blog, find out about my book, um, find out about my upcoming course, all of that can be done at my website, drmaricarpel.com. And you can hear all of the podcasts from previous shows by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And be sure to follow me on Facebook for all of the latest information up to the moment. And my two Facebook pages, one is for the radio program, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, and the other is for the book, The Passionate Life, that you're tuning in. I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City, practicing here in Austin, Texas, and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and and with caregivers, And for the past few years, I've also been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this really great resource for veterans and for their families, you can check out their website, heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have some information that you think I should know about or a question you want to ask me? Feel free to send me an email to drmara at drmaracarpel.com or go through my website or give me a call at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Sidecup Productions. And it's sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com, and his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, so we're going to take a brief break, and after the break, our guest, Kathy Burns, who's also known as the Muckbuster, a recognized leading authority on the art of adding space to our lives and getting organized will be joining us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Golden years. Golden 
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from California, our guest today is Kathy Burns, the muckbuster and leading authority on the art of adding space and getting organized. Good evening, Kathy, or this afternoon. <laughs> Good afternoon. <laughs> Hi, You're <Dr>. in California. <laughs> Hi, Dr. Mora. How are you today? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's a beautiful day. I'm getting ready to go into another heat wave, though, I believe, but uh, it's cool today. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> We've been in a heat wave for the past month. <laughs> so, um, so, Kathy, before we jump into the topic of organizing ourselves, maybe you can tell, a, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and who you are professionally. Okay, well, I am a board-certified professional organizer and image consultant, um, I have been doing this for almost 14 years, and uh, the idea behind my company, Add Space to Your Life, is that I've realized over the years that if you have space, you can thrive, and if your life is cluttered and too full of too much stuff, too full of many obligations, uh, too full of people that don't really uh, serve you, then you become stuck and unable to really thrive and prosper and move forward with with what you should be doing with your life or what you could be doing with your life, the possibilities. So uh, with adding space to your life, uh, that's really the premise is to just clear the stuff that, that makes you unable to move forward. And I learned this the very easy way, or actually it was a really hard way, uh, through having a company with my husband in the late 1990s. And in, uh, at 9-11, we lost our business because we were in the tourism industry. And uh, everything went on. Yeah, everything went on hold. And But what happened was is it was a big blessing because it's the first time in my life that I ever had stopped and reinvent and figure out what I should be doing as opposed to what I could be doing. Uh-huh. And that's when you turned it, turned this this into a business? Yes. That's when after a year of, of – actually, I had a year off, and I only took 10 months. <laughs> but after the time available to not have to work or not have to think about – 
what I should be doing. It gave me opportunity to think of what I could be doing that would be really fulfilling. And that's when I invented Ad Space to Your Life. At that point, there wasn't any other professional organizer that was an image consultant. And to me, it made perfect sense because it's all about the external environment of my clients, you know, helping them have the external environment that will serve them and help them to move forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I understand you've written um, two books about the topic. Yes, my first book was How to Master Your Muck, Add Space to Your Life, Get Organized, Live Your Purpose, and that was based on all the principles that I had been teaching my clients for years on how to get their home office and their home-based businesses organized. And it has all the basic principles of Organization 101 uh, put into a very easy-to-read format uh, to help people clear their clutter and basically create systems for success. And that was followed up by the Smart Home, the Smart Guide to Home Organization, Make Room for Yourself in Your Home. And that's based more on how to make your home serve you and uh, not have your possessions possessing you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, yeah, so this is a really, I think this is a really important topic. Um, and, you know, I know that I tend to be a little bit of a hoarder. So <laughs> it's one that I need to hear. Um, so, you know, what do you think is the largest stumbling block that we run into um, when we want to try to get our homes or our lives? Well, oftentimes we don't really have a clear picture of what we want the outcome to be. So, and we don't give ourselves enough time to figure that out in advance. Um, oftentimes we just start clearing the stuff and it moves from one place to another to another to another as opposed to thinking about, uh, you know, the most important thing to consider is does this serve me now? What are my goals for my life as it is right now? And I think that's the biggest stumbling block is we just think, oh, I need to get rid of this stuff, but you don't really think about why or how or what it is about it that's not working. Um, in other words, when you are picking up an object to just try to see, do I need it or I don't need it, you start thinking to yourself, you know, the questions are, does this work for me now? So if you start saying, well, well, I might need this someday, then you're thinking of mm-hmm. the future. <laughs> yes. Or if you think, or if you think to yourself, oh, I loved that. Mm-hmm. That's tense, <laughs> right? <laughs> Those are both issues that I run into that I, I I might need this how do I know I'm not going to need it or I have some emotional attachment to it because of how I used to love it <laughs> right right and you have to really monitor your head thoughts I mean that's what professional organizers do when we're working with clients one-on-one we're really listening to the terminology that our clients are using as they're working with specific objects you know, if mm-hmm. I hear past tense or future tense, I know that it's not really something that, that should be in their life right now or that will serve them now in this present moment. So let me ask you, as a psychologist, <laughs> um, how do we get past that emotional attachment that keeps us from from getting rid of it? Because I think a lot of times that's what, you know, a lot of people will stop because they just can't do it. They just can't get rid of it. Uh, that's why I was really looking forward to, to speaking with you with your background, um, you know, because mm-hmm. there's all different ways to do it and to think about it. But 
the most important thing I think is we put a lot of spirit and soul into our possessions. And we have to realize that our possessions don't define us and our possessions are not us. And by getting rid of something doesn't mean that you're getting rid of the memory or the thought or the vibe or whatever it is that you're so attached to within that particular object. You know, mm-hmm. we, we are ourselves, right? We are not our stuff. Right. And, you know, oftentimes we get so caught up in that that our possessions possess us. Do you know that the average home has at least 300,000 items in it? Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. So you can get crowded out of your own life by having mm-hmm. too much stuff. Mhm. You know, one of the things that helps me when I when I do start to get rid of things <laughs> is remembering that when I first moved to Texas 15 years ago, I had everything shipped in boxes to me. I wasn't attached to my furniture, but I had all of my stuff shipped to me and it took about a week to get here and I was for a week without any of my stuff and I actually felt really really good and I didn't miss my stuff that's right and actually Uh that's kind of how I started I used to be a sailor and deliver boats and on a boat for any given number of time you know for a set amount of time you don't have anything with you And when I would get back to shore and get to my apartment, I would look around and say, I didn't miss any of this. What is all this stuff doing here? (laughs) It's not Uh stuff we need to live. You know, what we need to live is ourselves and our vision and, you know, our thoughts, not really the stuff. The stuff really doesn't mean a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we know where to begin? When we're trying, because it can be really overwhelming when I look around my house and I try to figure out, like, okay, I want to start clearing things, but there's so much, so many places. How do we start? Where do we begin? This question. And a lot of people don't start because they don't know where to start. And what I say all the time, it really doesn't matter where you start. (laughs) What it matters is. What what matters is if you can finish a small task. So I always say start small because one small insignificant shift in your environment is major. It has ripple effect in all the other areas of your life. And you want to become masterful. So you start with something that doesn't have a big emotional hold on you, you know, no big hooks. You start with something that you feel that you can finish. And even if it's just a junk drawer or maybe it's just your pots and pans, you know, whatever seems fairly easy that you can do, then accomplish it and you'll feel masterful. And that will give you the jets and the energy to know that you can move forward and do another task. So it doesn't really matter where you start as long as you start. That's the most important thing. Don't get stuck not knowing what to do. Just start somewhere really small and insignificant, even if it's just whatever, your sewing box, let's organize that, or maybe let's organize the pots and pans, or the junk drawer, although that sometimes cannot be that easy. <laughs> but start uh-huh. somewhere, start somewhere on something that you feel that you can finish, and give yourself enough time to finish it and have some closure around it. Mm, okay. 
Right. If you get it half done, it probably won't get done. Yeah, you know, right. if you get snagged, and if you if you're not successful, then you feel defeated, and then it weighs on mm-hmm. you, and then the next time you want to start, then you won't feel like you're successful, right? So start right. with something that you can actually finish. Um, so what about the bigger job? You know, so like cleaning out my um, my clothes closet seems like a huge task. Um, mm-hmm. How, what do you suggest to help us to get those bigger jobs, you know, to completion? Well, first off, uh, Mara, uh, letting go is a muscle. So you have to build and flex just like any workout routine. You have to get successful at letting go. And as you, as you mentioned, when you moved and you didn't have all those boxes, it felt fabulous. And if you can accomplish one small thing and learn how to use that muscle and get that muscle good and solid, knowing how good it's going to feel when you finish, that's step one. Uh, Now, for a big closet, you know, a big project like your closet, I always say have someone there with you because it's a big task. And do not have a mother, father, brother, kid, Mm -hmm. a relative uh, with you uh, because you'll just go down old, you know, memory road. You want to have someone in Uh the closet with you that you trust their style and that you, that will actually tell you the truth. (laughs) So when you try on that (laughs) pair of pants, they can tell you if it looks good or doesn't look good. So have someone that you can trust, um, not necessarily a family member. In fact, I always discourage family members. And uh, or friends that it, you know don't don't enlist the help of someone that you know is not a good letter goer so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to get right. someone who has good someone who has good style and you know is successful at living in the moment, being present, and letting go of stuff that doesn't serve them. Um, oftentimes, you know that has to come in the form of a professional uh, because there's there's no real hooks to it on that way. So, you know, if you, if you wanted to really clear out your closet, then enlist the, enlist the services of a, a professional who does this all the time. Um, and, or someone, again, you know, if, if the resources aren't there, someone that you trust their judgment that will tell you the truth when you're weeding through your clothes. Because you're going to have mm-hmm. to take all the clothes out, try them on, see what works, as what, what doesn't work. Um, as we age, our bodies change, and oftentimes we have – so many clothes in the closet that, that no longer fit us or that we shouldn't be wearing anyhow because of the color or the shape or the style. Right, right. I, I, you just reminded me of a funny story. Um, I had a friend visit from back home one winter, and, you know, we don't get that much of a winter here, so I hadn't bought, gone out and bought any winter coats since I've been in Texas at that point. And it was it got cold while she was here, and I pulled out an old winter coat, and she said to me, "You bought that before you moved here, didn't you? More than fifteen years ago. You know that's out of style. Put that immediately in your goodwill pile." <laughs> <laughs> and she, I picked it up, and I was like, "Oh my God, I almost wore that." <laughs> it happens and and you know the plus minus size clothes the clothes that we think we might fit into later or that we're either going to shrink into or grow into those have no right to be in your closet because it's just demoralizing and they take up too much space so i tell mm-hmm. people if they have those plus minus clothes 
to pick out the best ones, the ones that are classic and timeless, put them in a bin, get them out of your face. And if you do shrink down to that size, you know, you want to open it up and be rewarded with stuff that's really good. Right, right. But most of the time, it's gone out of style by the time you've lost the weight to fit into it, right? Exactly. That's why you want to keep only the classic timeless stuff, the stuff that's of great quality, that's classic uh, cuts, that looks fab on you when you were that size anyhow. That's not going to go out of style for sure. Right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I just wanted to add, and maybe – have you found this to be helpful? Um, I've had clothes that I really, really loved and I hardly wore, but I couldn't wear them anymore because I had outgrown them already. <laughs> and I couldn't give them up until I found somebody who I thought would look really great in those clothes. And then it felt really good giving giving those clothes to them as a gift. Yeah, that's a really good thing. Um I love that, and Dress for Success is a fabulous resource, if you don't know people, uh, that they take women's business clothes, and that's a great resource Mm. all throughout the United States. But one thing that you have to remember always when you're clearing your stuff is whatever you give out into the world is going to come back to you tenfold. So even if you don't know the perfect woman to give that suit to or the perfect woman for those brilliant jeans that you loved, if you donate them, the right, in my opinion, the right person is going to find them. The person that really needs and deserves whatever it is you're giving away, they're going to be attracted to it and find it. And so, you, right. you know, the more you, the more you give, the more you get. And if you keep with that philosophy, it's much easier to donate things. Mm-hmm. And what's the name of the, that organization, Dress for Success? Dress, Dress for Success. Yeah, look it up. There's probably one in Austin. Uh, They have, you know, it's a franchise. They have branches all around the United States, and they help women that are reemerging into the marketplace uh, after they've completed training programs and that type of thing. They actually interview, they actually set them up with interview clothes, and if they land the job, they set them up with a week's worth of business attire. It's a fabulous resource. That's great. Okay, I'm I'm going to put that on my on my web post, but, uh, you know, I think that that is, you know, that's a good resource. I don't think people feel that comfortable sometimes with their good clothes, putting it in a bag and just throwing it into one of those donation bins because it seems like, you know, I don't know, it feels like you're throwing it into a garbage bin. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it really helps to go into a Goodwill Salvation Army and look for behind-the-scenes tours which they'll gladly give you. And you'll see all the people that are put to work from that one thing that you donated. There's someone that's paid to intake it. There's someone that's paid to tag it. There's someone that's paid to rack it. There's someone that's paid to take money for it. So there's all these jobs that are created through the things that are donated uh, in America and around the world. So you Mm -hmm. have to realize Mm -hmm. that even if if your girlfriend doesn't get that pair of jeans because she lives far away and you never see her, you know, there's so many people that have gotten received jobs just because of the genes that you donated. Right, right. Very good point. Um, so, you know, we talked about that feeling of accomplishment and that feeling of freedom when, you know, when we clear things out. Um, what are some of the other benefits of being organized? Well, you have more time. 
So the less stuff you have, the more time you have. I don't know if you realize about the energetics of possessions, but everything that you own requires some of your energy. Uh, it's, it, it acquired energy to figure out what it was you wanted to buy, uh, driving there, spending the money towards it, getting it home, figuring out where it's going to live, uh, not beating yourself up because you can't find it later, but hopefully you know, giving it space in your life so you can find it. So the energetics of your stuff is so critical and no one really considers it that, you, you know, you, your energy is, it can be zapped and it could take more energy to own a particular item than to never own it to begin with. So you get more energy and you get more freedom by having less stuff. You know, a lot of my clients, they'll start out, they can't even have their house clean because a cleaning person couldn't come in and clean it because it's too full of tchotchkes, you know, and they're collecting mm-hmm. dust, right? And they can't clean. Right. So, so you get a cleaner house, you get a healthier environment, you get more freedom. And in my opinion, when you have freedom, you can be more on purpose. You can figure out what you should be doing with your time as opposed to having your possessions telling you what you need to be doing with your time. Uh, you know, that's why, uh, you know, I named my book, Add Space, Get Organized, Live Your Purpose. Because if you have space, you really have clarity. And if you have clarity, you can have more fun, more freedom. You can spend less time working and more time enjoying freedom. You know, that's probably why there's so many, um, there's so, the small house movement, all the, all the millennials are really wanting to have less stuff because they're realizing that they want to have experiences, not stuff. Right, right. You know, so I've heard a lot about people talking about the energetics of of clutter um, in terms of, like, emotional, you know, energy, that having a lot of things around you keeps you down while having your space cleared just gives you a feeling of freedom and more creativity. Do you, do you find that to be the case as well? Absolutely. There are a lot of things that should not be in people's homes. (laughs) You know, if you're picking up something and you're feeling depressed or sad or nostalgic or just bummed out, get it out of your life. Uh, Because we only have a finite amount of time, a finite amount of space, and you want things in your life that are truly going to support you for joy. So, you know, a lot of people will keep things because it's been passed down and because they've inherited it and they feel responsibility to keep it, but they hate it. Um, I cannot tell you how many China, China sets that I've worked clients with getting rid of because they hate it, but they feel like they have to have it because it was moms or grandmoms. Or... So, you know, don't have stuff dumped on you due to somebody else's <laughs> idea about what uh-huh. you know, really really pay attention to if it brings you joy you know back to the Marie Kondo you know the bestseller right now um, you know her stuff is does it bring you joy when you touch it do you feel good or do you feel sad if you feel sad get it out of there life's too short mm-hmm. so actually the objects themselves can can have an emotional feeling to them absolutely all the time 
If you just pick up anything and, you know, walk around your house and pick up something that you've had for a long time and check in with yourself and see if you even like looking at it even more. Or if it's just if it's just something that, you know, a memory of a good time, oh, I don't have good times anymore. You know, what does it do to you? <laughs> what uh-huh. your, what's your thought and what's your feelings when you're holding it, the item? And that will give you – and, again, if, if you can't really tap into how it feels, See a statement about it and see if your statement is past, present, or future. Okay. Okay. So maybe unconsciously we have an emotional feeling about it because of, you know, the past or future. And we yeah. may not even be aware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the future is oftentimes about fear. Like fear of, oh, my gosh, I'll never be able to get this again. Or what if I can't afford it later? Or what if I need it and the world's going to come to an end if I don't have it? Um, So you have to really think about, and you know this from your work, you know, you have to think about Mm -hmm. the psychology of, of where are you coming from? Are you coming from a place that's present and enjoy? Are you coming from a place of fear, Um, fear of, of losing it and never getting it back? Right. I have found that um, every time that I've moved, which has been multiple times, I've had to donate books. And that's been, like, really, really difficult to give away books. But I had so many books that it would cost me a lot of money just to move them. Um, but the the funny part is the books that I ended up giving up or giving away um, were books that I probably would not read again. And then the books that I really, really loved and thought, oh, wow, I wish I had that book again. Then I, I just bought the book again. I found them I found them at, like, used bookstores. And, and re- maybe I was even buying back my same book. But <laughs> it, it's so funny. Yeah, a lot of people have, and in fact, my husband and myself, we have, as authors and writers, you know, we have an attachment to books. There's no doubt about it. And um, some, I love what you said that, you know, you get rid of that perfect book and it will come back to you if you need to read it seriously. But what I found is this, this is organizing one-on-one for everybody to take away. You need to have an agreement with yourself about how much is too much and how much is enough. Take, for instance, we had three large bookshelves full of books at one point in our life. And when we moved, we had to make an agreement with how many books do we really want? Like they weigh a lot, you know, paper weighs more than anything mm-hmm. um, pretty much. So it is expensive and heavy and hard to move books because just of the weight factor alone. So we said, okay, we're going to go down to one. We're going to get rid of two bookshelves worth of books and we're going to have one bookshelf worth of books. It's going to be the best stuff that we love in our life. And that is our contained, confined amount of space that we both agreed on is enough books. So it got full to the brim. You know, we had a few extras. We had to make more cuts to figure every, see everything to fit in there. And now at this point, we have one bookshelf. It's, it's brilliant. It's full of all the stuff I really love to look at. And if I get one, I have to give one away because I didn't leave myself enough space you know, for a picture frame or whatever. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> full. But it is an agreement with this is enough, you know. So as professional organizers, we're always working with our clients saying, what do you feel is the right amount 
of this particular category? You know, how much is mm-hmm. enough for you? How much do you feel comfortable with? After you determine that, you create a space that holds that amount of stuff. So you have to have this, the holding zone of that particular amount of item, right? Then mm-hmm. that is your agreement with yourself about how much is enough. And you stick to that actual space or home, so to speak, of where those items will live. For us, it just happened to be one bookshelf. That was what worked for us. Other people, it might be more. Other people, it might not even be a bookshelf. It really doesn't matter, but it's an agreement with yourself about how much is enough. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Does that help? Yeah. Does that? Yeah. Okay. Kathy, what are three things that listeners can do today? to organize and energize their life? Mm. Well, step one, add space. You know, you have to add space to your life. So I would set up a donation box in your closet, and a donation box in, you know, in your main closet and then somewhere else in your house. As you find things that no longer serve you in your life, put them into a donation box. Once the box is full, take it away. So that's a real easy way to start right now today to get rid of things. You know, having that box in my, in my master closet is fabulous because if I put on something and it just does not feel right to me, I put it in there. And number two, don't look in the box before you take it away. <laughs> so don't get, you know, dump it in there and know that it's gone and you're going you're gonna to move it on to a better place. So, you know, step one, add space. Step two, really figure out what you want to create in your life and, and have kind of some clarity around how you want each of your rooms to feel. Once you really set a blueprint for, you know, these are the things I'm going to do in this area, take, for instance, uh, a guest room. Oftentimes guest rooms are multi-purposed, right? So have an idea about what, what's going to happen in this guest room. Is it going to be a place to work out, perhaps a home office? Are guests really going to stay there? So have kind of a blueprint in your mind about what you want each space within your house to be like and what, what purpose is it going to serve. And then I think step three is just be diligent to constantly let go of the things that don't serve you. You just have to be diligent about it. And also, you know, create systems to sustain and support your vision for your home. In other mm-hmm. words, a system would be, um, okay, I've decided that I'm only going to have 20 pairs of shoes because this is ridiculous. I don't even wear these anymore. You're only going to have space for those 20 shoes. So you're going to create the system to support your decision, which was your vision. And in order to jettapult your vision, you're going to add space and start eliminating stuff right away through those donation boxes. All right. I like that. That sounds easy. <laughs> it's just step by step. You know, you don't have to mm-hmm. get intimidated. You don't have to get intimidated. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You did not get 300,000 possessions overnight. It's going to take you a while to clear the stuff that you don't need anymore. It's going right. to take you a while to, again, to... to uh, you know, develop that letting go muscle. You know, start start letting go and start building it up. You'll realize that with more space, you have more freedom and you have more clarity and you have more purpose. Once you feel that vacuum of space and you've worked hard to make it so, you'll never go back. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm excited to get started. <laughs> I'm going to get started. <laughs> Yay, you can so, do it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Kathy, I understand that you have a free offer for our listeners. Yes, yes. I, I have developed this a short training program that's six steps to organize and create your amazing home. And um, I want to give that to everybody. It's a little video. It's a checklist. It's a report. It will really help you get started changing your thought process and changing the environment within your home. And, you know, if, if you want to go further, I actually have a home organizing made simple online course that goes from your front door to your back door. But that's not a prerequisite. You know, that's not, it's not, uh, you don't have to do it, but I, I really do want you to download this first step of training so that you can kind of warm up to the idea of letting go and, and creating and organizing a fantastic home that supports you with your life. Okay, they, so how can people get the link? You'll, wait, are you going to have the link um, underneath the blog cast? Or I I will, but if in case somebody just wants to write it down right now, do you have do you have that link? Uh, let me see here. Uh, well, what you can do is you can go to organizedandenergized.com, and mm-hmm. there's a quick little survey there on every page of that website. And once you click, once you take the survey, it basically will tell you, you know, are you really more interested in organizing your home, your life, or your home office? Once you take that survey, I will send you the training based on the answers. So you might think you want to organize your home, but really it's your life you're concerned about. Or really maybe it's your business in your home office. So take the survey at organizeandenergize.com. And I will send you free training based on your on your responses in that survey. And it's like a one it's like a two minute survey, so it won't take hardly any of your time. Okay. Okay, great. And I will post that on my <clears throat> on my web post about this show later. But I just wanted to get it out there on the air just in case people were listening and they wanted to look it up right now. <laughs> yep, there you go. Organize and energize dot com. Okay. And And is that how people can contact you if they're interested in your courses and books and consulting? Yes. Actually, they can email me at Kathy at organizedandenergized.com. And my name's a little bit funny. It's (laughs) K-A-T-H-I at organizedandenergized.com. Reach out to me if you've forgotten that. You could also go support at organizedandenergized.com. I will get the emails. And if you have specific questions, I would, you know, I'd be more than happy uh, to help you with your specific challenges. So feel free to reach out with me. Um, Everybody has individual, you know, type of issues and challenges, and I would be more than happy to answer it or send you an article or resource, you know, that I've written about it as well to help you move forward. So it's all about moving forward. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, and again, I'm going to post all of that information on my web post um, later this evening, so people can can click on it if they didn't have their pen and paper ready when they were listening. Um, but thank you so much again for coming on the program. I really enjoyed it. I think it's really um, helpful. I think helpful to me. And I think it will definitely be helpful to the listeners out there. 
Oh, thank you, Dr. Mara. I really appreciate it. And uh, I wish all of you much, much success adding space and getting organized and energized. Great, great. And thank you. And you have a good evening. Stay cool when the heat hits. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. okay. Take care. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, don't go anywhere. We have more to come. We'll be right back. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpel.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaracarpel.com. And um, the big news that I mentioned earlier is that my book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age is now available on Kindle. And I want to let you know, I've gotten some questions about this already. If you don't own an actual Kindle, that's okay. You can still download a Kindle book to any of your devices, your smartphone. It doesn't matter if it's an iPhone or an Android um, it, you can download it to your iPad. Um, I think that you can also download it to your computer. So just the Kindle app is free, and you just need to download the Kindle app. And once you do that, you can you can read any book on Kindle. And my book right now is only available on Kindle, and it's on sale for ninety nine cents. Um, September 10th, and it will also still be available on Kindle for those who prefer to read on Kindle. Um, but at that point, it will be full price. So this is the perfect time. It's a summer sale, 99 cents. I'm encouraging people to buy it right now because if you do and if you um, write a review on Amazon about the book, then you'll be helping me because Amazon um, – promotes the the hard launch as they call it when the book comes out on, on in paper paper copy um much more if you've already had a lot of readers on Kindle so even if you're someone who likes to have a book in your hand to read which I do um I would encourage you to buy the Kindle copy right now and then buy the soft cover book in September because it's only 99 cents and you can kind of get a jump on it. And the nice thing about the Kindle copy is that the links in there, you can just press on them and it's usually connected to the Internet. If you're connected to the Internet with your device, it'll take you right to any of the websites that I talk about in the book. So anyway, so what I want to do is talk talk about the book and give you a sneak preview of the book and you know 
as I write about in the book, this has been a four, four and a half year really journey and a labor of love. And um, the chapters in the book actually emerged. You know, I had an idea of what I was writing when I started, but as I started, you know, going through life, you know, a lot of things happened in those four and a half years. Um, you know, and some pretty intense things happened, including, you know, my father's death happened three years ago, and then I lost a few friends. Um, the early death two years ago and a year ago, um, all of that impacted the book, as well as positive experiences in my life and, and having my radio program and, and having and having my column in Huffington Post and then go to Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global and um, overcoming hurdles financially and and all these things had an impact on the book. And when I came across a snag in my own life, I tried to work it out on paper. I wanted to write about it and come to a conclusion of how to deal with it so that I could not only deal with it myself, but use my experiences as a lesson to my readers, to all of you, um, should you ever come across a similar situation. And so... In a way, that was um, that gave me the the motivation to really get through the problem rather than to just dwell in the problem. And um, I think in in that way, writing the book was really therapeutic. But I think it, I also came up with some really good conclusions and solutions and techniques for people to use. Um, the other part of this is this radio program has been on uh, for six and a half years. And so um, I, my guests on the program, as you as you can see, as you can hear, um, are really experts in their in health and wellness. And so I quoted them throughout the book. I used several of the the interviews. Um, that I did on the radio show, I, I wrote pieces of those interviews in the book, and I used the advice that the guests gave that I found really helpful. Um, all of those who I, who I posted in the book, I found that their advice was extremely helpful, as well, well as some of the guests that I didn't get to post in this book. Maybe they'll be in the next one. Um, and so. I intertwined their interviews with my use of the of the advice that they gave and how it affected my life. So I think that, you know, you'll find this book to be helpful as a self-help book, but also um, it, it's sort of witnessing my personal journey and hoping that there are experiences in there that you will connect to and it will to you and you'll be able to use some of the techniques that I did to get through some of the more difficult times. And, you know, one of the main 
lessons in this, and it's the main theme of the book, The Passionate Life, is that having a dream and following it, which is what what I did and what I've been doing, what I discovered is that that my dream was was now to be able to use what I've learned as a psychologist over the past 26 years to to help people in a broader way, to help people through the radio program, through my writing, and now through the online courses. I plan to, I'm actually right now creating an online course based on the book so that I can help more people than, than just one-on-one. And and to help people with a positive positive perspective, so taking even some of the more difficult times and somehow finding a positive way through it, and finding more joy and vitality in life. And I found this following this dream to be my north star to be what got me through some of the darker times that weren't that easy to get through. But knowing that I was going to be writing about it, knowing that I was going to be on the radio, this all helped me to get through it. And so the main theme of the book really is finding your North Star. And your North Star can be a big dream um, that... I don't believe that um, it's too late to follow your dreams when you're in your 50s and 60s and some even 70s and some people in their 80s. I think that, you know, our dream is always changing and it's okay to start a new dream in halfway through your life. Dreams are, are small but significant. So, you know, finding a way to make a difference in other people's lives on a daily basis may be your dream or getting out in nature and really enjoying nature more. But whatever your dream is, really being true to it and being committed to it um, can be your North Star. Because life is full of twists and turns and ups and downs, and we will have times where things are are kind of dark and rough. And knowing that we have this North Star really gets us through those times. So the book is in five sections. Um, The first section is about following your dreams, no matter your age, and how to figure out what your dreams are if you don't know what your dreams are and that's okay if you've been focusing most of your life on helping other people in their dreams or following your longer your dream now at 50 or 55 or 60 Um, and staying on the path even when things get bumpy or when people criticize you or when you're on the path and things aren't really working, you're following, you're trying to follow your dream and you keep hitting brick walls. Or maybe you're on the path and things are going along so smoothly that you sort of lose your focus, which is really easy to do. When life is 
easy. Sometimes we lose focus. We complain when it's rough, and then when it's easy, we kind of get into a rut. So that's the first chapter, the first section, which has six short, they're all very short chapters. And, you know, you'll see boxes in the book, you know, pop-up boxes, they call them, which are that I did with guests on the program that fit in that particular topic. And then part two is emotional well-being and self-care. So um, the benefits of staying positive or optimistic and how to stay positive even when the news isn't so positive, um, how to control that inner troll, taming your inner troll where that self-criticism, using humor and to get you through the difficult times, uh, ways of reducing stress. And there's a short chapter on meditation and different types of meditation and how that can help us to remain on our path and feeling creative, joyful, and energetic and vital. And there is a segment on relationships. So intimate relationships, how they ha- go through various phases. Um, there are a couple, there's one section for women specifically, women who want to be independent and how to be in relationships and dealing with critics in our lives, people who will say negative things about what we're trying to do, um, how to forgive them. There's a segment on forgiveness and a segment a section on increasing our own self-love. And then a topic that I talk about a lot on this program is the benefits of being kind and giving without expectation and how that really um, is extremely beneficial for us. As Kathy just spoke about, when we give, it comes back to us tenfold. Um, There's also a segment on our diet and how the different foods that we choose in our life not only affect our health and our physical energy and vitality, but also affect our mood. So eating a bad diet can actually make us more depressed and anxious. And how to do that, how to make take steps toward changing our diet, because it's not always easy to change our diet. Sometimes the um, most Unhealthy foods are the most addictive. So how do we make that change? And how do we deal with other people around us who don't like that we're making those changes? I do also have a chapter on coffee because I love coffee and I, you know, didn't want to leave that out of the mix that, you know, coffee isn't all bad, but um, for some people, it's not the right thing, and for others, it's beneficial. I also wrote a chapter on alcohol, the good, the bad, and the ugly of alcohol. Some, a little bit of alcohol might not be a bad thing. A lot of it is, and a discussion on that. And also water and how important it is to drink water and, and even how to enjoy our water more. Um, And the final chapter is on exercise and moving our body in order to um, be more, feel more 
vitality in our lives and clear our minds and how exercise affects our mood. And then yoga as a form of exercise, as well as other issues related to mind and body, such as sleep, get better sleep, because sleep is the glue that holds it all together. And if we're not getting enough sleep, we're not going to feel well. And we're not going to be able to follow any of the other tips in this book. So it's really important to get enough sleep. So I talk about sleep and then breaking the pain, physical pain cycle and how to, um, how to deal with chronic pain and using techniques for that. So um, I, I hope that you will take a look at the book Maybe download it for 99 cents. If you like it, write a review on Amazon. I would appreciate that. Send me an email. Tell me what you think. Dr. Mara at drmaracartel.com. And, um, uh, you know, in the next week, I plan to read a chapter. You know, I'm not going to read the book. It's never fun to listen to somebody reading on air. But I'm going to talk about Uh, the chapter, Surviving and Forgiving the Critics, because I think comes up a lot with people who are trying to follow their dreams, that often there will be people who are in our lives or come into our lives who try to put us down or criticize the dream or question whether or not um, we can do it. And sometimes they're... They're people who really care about us and are saying it, saying these uh, criticisms because they um, really think that they want to help us. And sometimes they're people who are angry and jealous and really do want to see us fail. And so I think it's really important to be able to stay on course and not allow um you know, take the criticisms, take a look at them to see if there's something valid that they're saying, be able to take the emotional part out of it and put into play any positive things, you know, changes that you might make based on the criticism that person is making or or not, you know, if you feel that what they're saying makes no sense for what you're really doing and to be able to continue going and not hold that anger or grudge or or internalize it and start berating yourself based on somebody else's criticism. So I'm going to talk about that next week um, because, and, and these days, just an aside, these days with, with a very contentious um, climate in this country, there's a lot of division, and people are tending to say nasty things to each other. This is separate from following your dreams. People are just more um, nasty and rude if they disagree with you on an issue. And so we need to find a way to be able to let that roll off of us and not affect our ability to continue to have joy and stay focused and and contribute good things to the world. Because you know what? We really need all of the dreamers out there. We really need you to be following your dreams and contributing and joy and vitality 
Um, because when you are joyful and you're following your dreams, you're, you're inspiring other people to do the same. And bringing more kindness into the world really has a ripple effect in terms of um, changing things to changing our society, our communities to be kinder. So in order to do that, we need to be able to brush off the negativity that people say to us and not come back with hate and anger um, but be able to follow our dreams and continue on our path and let that roll off of us and continue to be kind and joyful in spite of negativity. So I'm going to talk about how to do that difficult task next week. But we are going to end this because we're just coming back after a month off, and so we're doing a little bit of a shorter show this week. We'll be back to the full show next Sunday. And next Sunday, we have a very exciting program, Um, July um, 29th. uh, We'll be back from beautiful, hot Austin, Texas, and we'll be joined once again by the nationally known Kundalini Yoga Teachers and co-founders of RaviAnna.com. Ravi Singh and and Anna Brett will join us. They were on our first internet radio program here on Blog Talk Radio after we moved from local Austin radio to Blog Talk Radio four and a half years ago, Ravi and Anna joined us. And um, this time they are traveling around the country. So I don't know where they will be calling from, but they are on a tour giving Kundalini Yoga Workshops as part of their book tour because they have just released their new book called the Kundalini Yoga Book, Life in the Vast Lane, that's V-A-S-T, in the vast lane, the ultimate guide to the an outer system of Kundalini Yoga. And so they're going to give us um, some information about this dynamic inner and outer system of Kundalini Yoga and talk about the book. And also, metal sculptor Brian Wedgworth will be back to join us and talk about his latest creations. He's been on the program, and he's going to be back to talk about his beautiful metal sculpture. And I'll talk about the book, and we'll have more. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this program, get the website links and all of the information that we spoke about on the program, go to my website, drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L. And also you can hear all of the previous programs and read the information from those programs, learn more about my book, about my online course that's coming soon, Uh, about my speaking engagements, and read my blog from Huffington Post and ThriveGlobal.com. All of that at drmarikarpel.com. Also, if you follow me on Facebook, Dr. Marikarpel, Your Golden Years, and The Passionate Life to Marikarpel, two separate Facebook pages, you'll find 
all of the up-to-date information related to the radio program and to my book. And you can also listen to all previous programs, as I mentioned, at blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. As a matter of fact, you can hear this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blogtalkradio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. And this show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald Revere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guest, Kathy Burns. And, of course, thank you to Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night, an inspiring week, and remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. 